Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. Morning. So most businesses wait too long before they really put a spotlight on sorting out their processes. The result? Failed hires, lots of mistakes, leaders spending all of their time supporting their team, and a ton of stress. So, when is the right time to sort out your processes? That's our topic for today. Let's find out. So, Paddy, I know that we used to have uh, a bit of a misconception here um, and imagined that documenting processes should be done much later uh, than we've subsequently sort of discovered. So, can you share a little bit about our thought process and the uh, the mistake in the thinking that we had? Sure. So we we kind of had a number in our head, and it was about uh, a million a million dollars or a million pounds, and that's often equated to around having ten employees or so. And I think that's a, a number that had been thrown around in you know a few blogs and articles about when you know you get to a point where you're scaling up and you really need to think about the processes because it starts to cause pain. I remember there's a book called Ready Fire Aim, which I think is a fantastic uh, book. I would highly recommend it. But it kind of, I guess, overgeneralizes about the stages of a company's growth, and it talks about companies in the first million dollars of revenue being in their infancy and then growing up uh i think there's this rapid growth stage up to 10 million and then adolescence is 10 to 100 million and then maturity is 100 million plus and that all sounds um uh, fantastic um but of course that's not the reality for most businesses it's not the majority uh, the the reality for the majority of uh, businesses many businesses will never make it to a hundred million dollars or even ten million dollars and yet they are great businesses that are doing fine and we found both of our own businesses and with you know looking elsewhere maturity uh, certainly when you think about process and things being run uh, efficiently and with low levels of stress and people enjoying their jobs has very little to do with your company size. We know, I mean, we've been in a situation in our own businesses where we've had world-class levels of uh, kind of process maturity when we've had less than 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that happen. We've been able to help other customers, many other customers that have between you know four and 10 staff get into a similar uh, position. And the same applies up to, you know, between 10 and 100 and higher levels. And then we've worked with, uh, numerous, numerous companies that have had hundreds of employees, thousands of employees, tens of thousands of employees, which are doing a really bad job at some of these basics. And it may be a pandemic across the whole organization. It might be localized to some teams who are getting it wrong, but it, it just doesn't have this kind of close correlation to the number on, on you know, on your uh, revenue sheet, the number of employees you have. That's that's not the the way to be looking at it. And that's something that actually kind of held us back and slowed us down on this area. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love that. And I think, it's, as you say, it's um, uh, so common to think that, oh, well, it's a, a bigger company problem. And and in fact, you know, even, uh, you know, talking to, to business leaders in the past where they might even suggest that, oh, yeah, the processes and so on, that's a corporate business sort of uh, challenge. Um, 
And of course, actually, we've both, as consultants in the past, we've both worked at organizations where they've had big gaps in their processes and are feeling the pain as a result, even when they are billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not true to say that, oh yeah, you get to this particular point in the business, like say 100 million in revenue, and that then to get to the next stage, uh, that 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 you need the um, that the processes in place is is it helping you for that bridging? It's it's all the way through. It's uh, and it comes down to uh, when you've actually got the challenges, right? Of when you're struggling to free up your time, when you're making mistakes, when uh, you know you're struggling to get new joiners up to speed. Those are the sorts of and, and various others like those. When you're hitting those challenges, that's the time to kind of be sorting out those processes and so on. Um, but for 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 businesses where perhaps they uh, haven't yet done much on their processes. Um, they're kind of thinking, yeah, I'm starting to have some of those problems, um, problems that I think are described in the in the book by uh, the E Myth uh, by uh, Michael Gerber. You know, he talks about how when you when you're really tiny, when you're one, two, three people, there's a lot of just taking turns, and and you kind of cover each other, and you you're aware of it. Um, but that if you want to get out of that state, if you want to be operating more as a business owner rather than, the, than just having a job, then you need to be able to split out roles and, and create processes and so on. Um, so where should someone start uh, when they're in that situation, when it's, when it's time to you know, ex- start to extract themselves from some of the, the tasks in the business? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And it basically comes down to when are you going to get into that position where you've got some processes in your business which are working and you you can see that they're working and you can just see you're just being held back by time. So you've got a process, you know that if you sell in this way, if you deliver this quality of product, if you repeat these steps again and again, you can get more customers. And this puts you in this amazing place as a business owner because it means you you have the ability to make more money. You can go, okay, I get more employees, I get more money, and I can, I can build this up. Brilliant. Um, and that will likely be, uh, you know, certainly within your first 10 employees, it may be, uh, depending on your, your company, it might be your, your uh, it might be that you have one founder and it's your very first employee, you, you're able to do that. Often it's, you have a few people early on who are kind of taking on more senior roles and having to work together. So a few kind of co-founders, um, and then at some point you go, okay, we need to bring in someone more junior. We can't afford to find another one of us. That would, you know, they would cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. We don't have that, but we should be able to find a more junior resource mm-hmm. who can repeat some of these steps. And at the point that you're in that position, essentially, that's when you're able to start putting processes into place and getting the value. Because if you can take those steps that are working for you again and again and get them documented and, and handed over effectively, then sure, you're going to get the results you are looking for. If you don't, if you assume that you're just going to give them a kind of an outline of, uh, you need to do sales calls, you need to do these five tasks that I did, you're not going to get the same results. They are going to make mistakes. It is going to drive you crazy. The Your first employees, uh, I hate to say it, but more likely than not will be failed hires that uh, end up either... Uh, costing you more to support than the value they bring in or they end up leaving the company, that is, uh, unfortunately, it's almost like a rite of passage for so many businesses because they assume that they'll sort their processes later. But it's like the moment that you are trying to delegate and use a more junior resource to do one of the, the tasks, you're you're going to need to start putting these, these, uh, these in place. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it, it reminds me of uh, so, so many businesses that we've either worked with or, or, or friends that own businesses and or uh, are leaders in businesses where they, like, as you say, it's almost a rite of passage. They've all had that experience at some point of thinking, well, you know, I need to hire, I'll bring someone in and uh, they haven't got the processes in place. And as a result, they have problems. I, I remember... Um, uh, a friend, a friend who uh, runs a fantastic training business, Tom uh, Dominic at uh, Inflow. I remember, a, you know, quite a, a long time ago uh, when he was uh, sort of building up the sales side, and uh, essentially brought in a, a salesperson who was qualified, experienced. Um, you know, had more years of experience than uh, most of, or indeed all of our uh, uh, sales hires, and so the expectation was. Um, okay, well, this person will come in with those skills and they'll need very little training. And as a result, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get fantastic results. But because there weren't any other processes in place, it was a really long, slow slog. And it really, and, and Dominic found it annoying because, um, you know, he had been using his CRM system in a particular way and had been following up with customers in a particular way and describing the products and having those conversations. And none of that was, was replicated. And so it was it was hard for that for the salesperson. They kind of feel like, well, I'm you know, I'm doing a good job with what I'm given. But for him, he was frustrated that, you know, the their their CRM system, I think they were using pipe drive, you know, pipe drive wasn't up to date and therefore he couldn't quickly see what was going on and he couldn't see what was going on in the pipeline. And all of these things are things that actually if they're documented as processes and as a result available to that that employee it's easier for them and reduces the stress because they know what they need to be doing. But also they, you can make sure that they're um, doing a good job uh, from the off, right? And, you know, we've had this experience ourselves. Uh, I think we've talked about in a previous episode where we hired a salesperson who had had loads of experience and, you know, exactly the same. And in fact, I was talking to another business owner only last week who um, uh, rather awesomely, they had had a similar problem maybe about a year and a half ago where they'd hired, hired someone, not put the processes in place, and it put them off hiring. And then recently in the last three months, uh, sort of got back on the horse, made, a, made that key hire, but had the processes in place. And now they're you know, saying, oh, this is fantastic. Why didn't I do this sooner? Um, and, uh, and now they're able to grow. They're, they're, suddenly she's not the bottleneck for all sales. Uh, this is uh, uh, Sonia um, where, at uh, Heads Up. And you know she's able to to grow the business and uh, and and spend more time on delivery and spend time with our customers and all these sorts of things. So it's it's absolutely fantastic when you're able to break through that, right? But I think that one of the concerns people have is that you know if I put a focus on processes, you know if I if I do this, you know we're perhaps we're, we're early stages. There's only a few of us and so on. If if we spend so much time on processes, won't that um, slow us down and I've also heard it described as oh well you know so much is changing how can we possibly um, document our process and maybe we have to wait until everything's you know sort of not changing and then we'll document it and uh, and embed it that way so you know speak to some of those misconceptions and particularly that concept of doesn't doc doing this slow you down uh, rather than help you speed up yeah, well, you describe it as a misconception. I think there's some some truth in it, which mm -hmm. is that if there are processes which, at this point in time, in, in this point in your growth, aren't well understood, then bringing someone else in and trying to either you know just bring a junior resource and expect them to be able to do it on their own 
is going to be uh, unlikely to work. It's also unlikely to work is if you just simply document what you think is probably needed and then kind of hand it yeah. over without without being there for them. And uh, for us, that, that, I mean, I, I've, I've experienced that pain trying to work out um, uh, some of the, you know, me and you, we, we bring in a lot of sales experience, finance experience, engineering experience, and so on. One of our weaker areas is, as a business is understanding marketing and how those processes work. And so when we try to get other people uh, involved uh, in the marketing team, either by hiring directly or bringing other you know, internal resources across to the marketing team, it doesn't work out when we haven't been in there and tested it ourselves to understand what, what works. Because you try to systemize, you try to uh, put a structure around something which hasn't been tested yet. And not only does it not help because you put around a structure around something which doesn't get the results that you expected, but it actually it can slow you down because you're um, then less feeling less flexible about mm, the fact okay. that what you're really doing is testing different hypotheses and you're treating this as a project. So the key to it, you know, it not slowing you down and indeed, what it should be doing is it should be speeding you up. It should be freeing up your time. It should be making life more enjoyable. It should be helping you to avoid these big stresses. Is to is to find the places where it is a well understood uh, process, and you know uh, how it works. You know what results you expect at the end. You've uh, seen it end to end, and so you're able to give the guidance. You're able to um, manage it. You know you, you know what results that you expect at the end each time. So you're able to go okay, wait a minute, we've had t 10 sales calls, but we haven't had a single customer come out at the end, I would have expected it to be at this kind of level. Um, and so you can provide that managing, you can provide that coaching and so on. Um, and so the the key is to, to make sure that you are focusing on those things. And when you do, uh, and I say the time to start is once you've got processes where you are able to start documenting and delegating, mm. that should be your kind of starting point because you are deciding to hire then you need to focus on finding out, you know, working out which processes are really well, you know, clear in my mind about how I would do them. You might not have written them down, but you've got a process in your head about what you do on every call or whatever. Um, start systemizing those. And where there are gaps, you, you can be looking at this uh, new employee and going, okay, what, what's all the things I'm hoping that they can do? If there's a gap where you understand exactly how one of the tasks should work, but there's another task and you, you want them to take it on and yet, frankly, you've not done it before, it hasn't been tested, then you have to acknowledge that and go, this is a process which I need them to take over, it hasn't been tested it, so I'm going to need to be involved in that testing process mm -hmm. until we're happy and we're both happy and then it can be handed over. And if you do that, if you, you know, you get clear on the, the whole guidance, you document the ones which are really clearly understood already, you identify the ones that still need to be tested and actually test it, sure, that uh, introduces you having to do some testing, but trust me, you needed to do it anyway. It's just about whether you do it now or in two years after you've hired, a few, uh, hired and fired a few people. Um, then, yeah, then you're going to start seeing the, the the big benefits, and it will speed you up so much. The stories you just shared, you know, you got this person, they've hired someone into their team, it didn't work out, and they're now repeating the exercise, and you're celebrating the fact that they're they're repeating this exercise a year later. And we've both said, you know, this is often a rite of passage. Basically, most businesses get derailed, knocked back by an entire year or more by not getting this right the first time. And so, yeah, absolutely, it it, it should be speeding you up. Yeah, indeed. And 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 of course, the reason it was caused for partly the reason it was caused for celebration is there was no guarantee that either um, that she'd 
uh, go again and and approach it because um, at the time that I had the conversation with her, um, you know, she was kind of turned off to that that as an approach as being like we tried this and it didn't work, so I'm very reluctant. Um, yep. And so, you know, it was only through encouragement, through her wider business network and coaches and all those things that kind of got to that point. And we, we went through a similar experience ourselves. I think it was it was probably a year or maybe a year and a half between um, us having a failed sales hire and then doing it. And I remember um, uh, one of our coaches and mentors, Dan Bradbury, like literally in a session saying, um, you know, I think you should do this. And I said, no, no, we've tried it before. And uh, I remember one of his uh, favorite uh, sayings is, well, I'm right and you're smart. So given enough time, you'll realize I'm right. Um, and sure enough, he, he was. We just need to do it in a better way. Um, and I think partly one of the reasons that you are more likely to do it right the second time around is because you're more cautious. You're more cautious around not just assuming that, oh, if I hire a salesperson, this will be successful, but instead getting really clear about what are the metrics they need to hit? What are the activities they need to be doing? How do they need to do those activities? Um, but yeah, I think uh, for every role you hire into, your chances of success are significantly higher when you've got that clarity of how things need to be done, the the, the processes and the steps. Um, and note that I, um, we had um, a client who they... Uh, had embraced processes to to address these things, but there, there were some prerequisites that need to be in place, including I you know I mentioned there the the metrics. You know what are um, what's the frequency of the activities that you need to be doing, and what's the output uh, results that you're expecting? Because it isn't enough just to tell people how to do things. You do need to set some expectations about how frequently and what results are expected, and then measure that so that you can make sure that you're getting the results. Because exactly as you say, if you if you document a process that either you think is working, but it turns out you hadn't got it quite right, uh, or you're not sure, um, running the process won't automatically get you the results. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think you know you need need that in place, and that's uh, a really key step for for sort of catapulting the the growth and so on. So um, something we've program. talked about in uh, in you know the uh, early episodes of the the podcast is the need to get the the meeting processes in, in place. And yes. when you're approaching processes, the looking at the specific role about the tasks they're going to be doing, but it also by getting the, your process mindset on it also helps you to think about the wider structures that you you need. So we're going to be you're going to need to have um, meetings uh, with your with your team. Uh, ideally, they're going to be uh, weekly we also normally have daily ones within our teams to to keep the pulse and uh, you have to go back to listen to those, those uh, episodes to kind of will explain just why they add so much value rather than again slowing you down and there's a, a load of additional processes which um you're going to become more aware of and and deliver a load of value when you get your head around how they can work uh, and things like um performance management so doing uh weekly one-to-ones doing performance reviews with your team to give them timely feedback uh, obviously onboarding um but, but thinking both about your company and your uh role onboarding and you know when you when you first <laughs> when you first start introducing the processes and and the the way of starting to document then actually none of these things are uh, often going to exist so there can be a huge amount a huge gap but by starting to uh, create a system in your company for how you capture these things, for how you put it into place, it allows you to start slowly knocking them down and putting them into place and p essentially putting on all these things that will um, 
create a much better environment for the, the employee to thrive and for you to be able to support them and to reduce your stress. So uh, it's uh, it's certainly a journey as you grow a company, but you know this is what you've uh, got yourself into. And by uh, embracing it early, it, it allows you to put those things in place that makes such such a difference uh, as you as you grow. Yeah, I love that. Good summary. Fantastic. Uh, well, well, we'll close it there. But as, as regular listeners will know, we do run a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. And particularly that point around without slowing down growth is a key focus for uh, for that session in which we'll show you exactly how to make sure that uh, that you don't you know have to slow down as a result of putting some of these structures in place and uh, and re- reducing the stress and so on uh, typically there uh, those webinars are every Wednesday at 1 p.m. UK time uh, but you can find out more and register for the next one at www.emmanuel.co forward slash webinar and final note for those on social media listening to our podcast we need your help in terms of getting this message out to other people and helping as many people as we can. So if you found today's content valuable, please like it, share it, post on it, uh, subscribe. And if you're uh, listening on the podcast, just take a minute to leave an honest review. We'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, ultimately, it allows us to help more people. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.